Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey there, Passion and Purpose family. Brandon here. I hope that you're doing incredible today. You know, as we're journeying through this series in Antioch Waco, Be One, Make One, and this discipleship series on the podcast, Jimmy had it on his heart to share with you guys a sermon that he gave to Antioch Waco in 2011 on evangelism and discipleship. It's just going to be a short clip on the podcast, but you can actually check out the full sermon on his YouTube channel. We hope that this sermon clip empowers you and encourages you to live out the call of God in your life to go and make disciples of all nations. We hope you enjoy. In a moment, just being ready to share the gospel, the next day as a chicken-scared person talking to a little kid, begin the reconciliation of a whole family. Now, some of you guys say, well, yeah, that happens to you because you're a pastor. That's your deal, right? <laughs> I was 21, 22 years old. I wasn't doing anything vocationally like this, but I just said, you know what? I got to know the hope through me. I got to be ready to share it. And then God began to open doors as Paul would pray. God, may you open doors that I might boldly share the gospel. So what I want to do here is I just want to take you through real briefly a little pamphlet called Steps to Peace with God. Billy Graham put this together just through the scriptures. I mean, golly, can, will we hurt you with Billy Graham and the Bible? I mean, come on. And... Um, <laughs> When you leave today, we're going we're gonna to have this for you to memorize to be, uh, uh, so that you're equipped and you're strengthened. Some of you guys, before we go into this, might say, well, what about the power of God and praying for the sick and the other commands of Scripture, the demonstration of the glory of God? Absolutely. We are 100% committed to praying for the sick, demonstrating the power of God and, and, and all that, hearing God. There's a, there's, we could talk for days on how to be effective witnesses for Jesus. But let me just say, those are called signs and wonders. And they're to point people to a person named Jesus. And even if you see somebody healed, if you walk away excited and rejoicing, but do not lead them home, if you do not lead them to the throne room, you've missed the whole purpose. God loves to pour out healing and restoration and, and to deal with the issues of people's life by the power of His Spirit and to speak to you as a mere person to help them. But if you don't bring them home, man, they don't have a place. They miss, and you miss the heart of it. Can you bring somebody home? Let me help you here real quick. So steps to peace with God. Here we go. Step one, God's purpose is peace in life. Uh, I often on an airplane, I'll talk to people. If, they, if I say, hey, can I share this little pamphlet? I'll just open page one. God's purpose is peace in life. Share a couple of these scriptures. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I'll say something like this. If, if that's true, why are we all missing it? And they kind of look at me like, yeah, I, why are we missing it? Flip the page over. We got a problem. It's called separation. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We'll go to the little diagram. And it, in, in the little booklet, it's like this. But if I don't have a booklet, I'll just write it on a little piece of paper, on a napkin or whatever. And I'll say, look, we're over here. We got problems. 
God's over here. He has no problems. <laughs> We're sinful. He's holy. And there's a gap between us and God. And you know what? I don't, I'm not trying to rush through it. I'm just saying, listen, dude, that's me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I live struggling between good and evil. I bet you do too. We just, that's called sin. We're all there, but and God's over here. So we got, we got a gap between us. But so what do we do to try to remedy that problem? Well, uh, go on to the next slide, please. Our attempts to reach God, they, they just don't work. What, what I found myself doing uh, as, as a teenager was I thought God was out there somewhere and I wanted to get him. And so I went out searching for him, but he always seemed elusive that God's just kind of the big guy out there. I couldn't connect with him. And, and the Bible says that, man, all those tr attempts to connect with God, they just don't work. There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads to death. My own ways are not going to get me to God. The diagram. Here are different ways that all of us try to get to God, isn't it? Good works, you know. I bet you were about to tell me just that you're a pretty good person. <laughs> you were talking to somebody about Jesus. Well, I'm pretty good. I'm trying, you know. We, we try there are good works, religion, maybe you go to church uh, or, or uh, philosophies and thoughts about life. Uh, I jokingly talk about the guy that I met uh, on the airplane who was going, who had just come back from Sedona in Arizona, big new age hub. And I said, what are you doing in Sedona? He said, well, I went to find myself. And I, and I went, oh, and he's like, what, dude? I said, if I found myself, I'd freak out. So much sin and weirdness in my life. Oh! I said, golly, I hope you didn't find yourself. I mean, because uh, that'd be scary. So we try philosophies, morality, try to be a good person, etc. But you know, these don't, these don't cut it, do they? Well, yeah, I understand. So God's, what's, God's, what's God's answer? God's bridge for us to come from our sinfulness to God's purity and integrity is called the cross. For Christ died for sins once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you God. But God demonstrates his own love for us. And then while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Draw a little diagram. We have Jesus there in the middle. God's made a way, man. He's made a bridge. And what I usually do right here is this. And I'll say, you know what? When I was a kid, we used to go to this church and they would talk about God and about Jesus. And I was never really against God. I just couldn't figure out how it connected. I, I actually believed all the stuff we've talked about kind of up to this point but nobody's told me how to get across the bridge. So I'm going to tell you. Next one. Our response, receive Christ. Yet to all who received him, to those he, uh, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God is offering us to become his children, but we have to ask. We've got to come to God and say, God, I need you. So what is that? So where are you in this journey? You're over here. And you know what's amazing? If you have never done this before and walked me through this, what is amazing is the amount of people that will tell you where they are. Almost 100%. I feel more awkward than they do. It's kind of like, you're sweating now. Oh, I finally got to the end. Uh, uh, where are you? And so they, they, <laughs> they'll say, well, I'm over here. I mean, almost 90%. I mean, they'll say they're on the other side. They are not on the side with God. And I'll say, well, do you want to be over there? And almost... Most people say, sure. <laughs> and then, you know, some of us would say, praise God, got through with it, bless you. I'll leave that with you. No, 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 no. Uh, come on now. Bring them home. You got close to the house. Now, come on, bring them in the house. Let them meet the Father. They've got it. They got to now be brought over the line, right? So 
How do you pray? How, how do you get there? You admit your need. I'm a sinner. You'd be willing to turn from your sins. And I see this is not make you perfect. What you're saying is I'm letting go of my junk and I'm laying a hold of Jesus because I need help. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you on the cross, rose from the grave. Through prayer, invite Jesus to come in and control your life through the Holy Spirit, receiving him as Lord and Savior. And again, I know many of you think that seems so trite. You'd be amazing at the power of just doing it. And once you get it inside of you, you can flow with it, man. But if you don't have it, you're not able to bring people to the house. And most people, if they're true unbelievers, they've never prayed before. And so here we go. There's a little prayer in there. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior in your name. Amen. I have prayed to people's eyes wide open and all of a sudden the atmosphere changes in a moment. No matter how crazy it seems to you that in a moment someone can step from darkness to light, it is God's way and it works. And, and, and you know what? You don't have to figure out whether they're saved or not. That's God's business. You're the, you're the, you're the, the attendant to the bridegroom, right? You're just bringing them to Jesus. Letting Jesus do his thing, right? That's your job. You're, you're, the, you're the carrier of the message, man. The authority and the power is on you to carry the message and carry him to home and give them a chance to respond to Jesus. And then, you know what? There's other things that to tell you how to uh, strengthen them and build them up and all that. All those connection pieces um, are, are follow all that. But I want to know, do you feel confident to share the gospel with somebody? Are you confident? When you leave, we're going to give you this little pamphlet and I want you to walk and I want, I'm asking you for your sake because this is what you're made for. Memorize it. Look at the scriptures. Get it down. Sit down with a friend in life group. Go back and forth until it becomes a part of the rhythm of who you are. And when you got it down, man, it's not only going to renew your own heart, but then you're ready to give it away. Let me end with one last story. I think the guys are going to be coming out here lead us in ministry time. You know, I've shared this a couple of times before, but I, 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 it, it helps capsulize for, for me the clarity of this two-handed gospels. We're called to renew our city and to see the kingdom of God come in every facet of society, right? We are called, as Geneva was renewed, to see Waco be a city on a hill transformed in every part of society. But unless a man or woman is born of God, they will not see the kingdom of God. You do not Christianize a city without Christ at the center. Without your... your uh, without Jesus being made Lord and King and ruler of our hearts, we can't uh, live out the, the things that he has. Because you see, eternity is for sure and is what we are headed towards. And this earth is just temporal. As I've shared before, in 2005, after the tsunami at the end of 2004, we were down in Sri Lanka and our guys are doing great work. Um, medical needs were being attended to. Our docs, nurses, great job. They were being honored by others. We were uh, uh, caring for kids and starting up schools because they didn't have schooling. And uh, we were helping the fishermen get nets mended and things going again. Our, our guys were doing incredible kingdom work, loving people in the name of Jesus, looking to getting businesses started. Actually, the homes that were built there, it was written up in, the, in a Harvard architectural magazine as one of the best works in all of Sri Lanka. 
So when we want to honor our, I mean, talk about that's got kingdom work. That is kingdom honor, kingdom glory. But here's, here's the other piece that had to become true. We were getting pressure from different aid agencies not to share the gospel. You see, they already have a religion. Why would you push your religion on them? A lot of these organizations actually call themselves Christian. They say, you should just do the deeds and not proclaim the message. And I said, well, how can we be? As we talked about on the first Sunday, that's, that, that's hypocritical. If you do the works of God, but don't house the message of God, then you are not, you're not integrated. You lack integrity. For us, it's exactly the opposite of the accusation. There's an integrity of both. And what I said in the side meetings with other believers in our own team was this. Listen, if we build the most beautiful village and we display the glory of God through our gifts and talents and another wave comes in and washes out the village again, every person who did not come out of darkness into light in a relationship with Jesus goes into an eternal hell apart from God. This world is passing away. We are to display the glory on the earth while we are here, but we are also preparing people for that face-to-face meeting with Jesus to walk into the banquet hall ready. May it be said of all of us here in this room that we live as witnesses in the way we live and the way we proclaim so that that banquet hall is full from Waco, Texas. Amen? Let's stand together. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.